This episode of Dean Bakari's Meaningful Show is brought to you by Flashbooks, where you can get best-selling business and self-improvement book summaries that you can read or listen to in under 20 minutes. To learn more and get started for just a buck today, visit www.getflashnotes.com. Welcome to the Meaningful Show podcast, where every single week we work to bring you an inspiring insight, idea, or interview to help you live better, work better, and be better both in life and in business. Brought to you by MeaningfulHQ.com, we've got one very simple goal here on this show, and that is to help you do more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Dean Bakari, and if you're ready, then I'm ready. So let's get into it. All right, all right. Welcome back to part two of our two-part series on the eight causes and cures for lack of motivation. If you haven't listened to part one, that's the last episode that we did, episode number 254. You can listen to that for the first four causes and cures for lack of motivation. On this episode, we're going to be going over the final four of eight causes and cures for lack of of motivation. Let's dive in. The fifth reason why you may lack motivation is overwhelm. Have you ever been so stressed out, so overwhelmed, under so much pressure that you'd rather just say, screw it, I don't even care, than to continue marching forward with whatever it is that you're trying to do? I think we've all been there. And whatever the cause, one thing that we know about being overwhelmed or stressed to the gills is that it can totally drain you of motivation, big time. You know, it's hard to get motivated when you're overwhelmed. It's hard to get motivated when you're stressed out. Now, obviously, if you're overwhelmed, if you're stressed out, one solution might simply be that you've just got to take a break and get some rest. But in all honesty... I don't think that's the problem for most people. I think most people, they don't need more rest. They need more action. Because you see, once you take action, that's when the motivation starts to bubble up and come. So that said, here are a couple of practical solutions to get yourself back on track if you're suffering from stress-related lack of motivation. So... One solution to this is that, you know, maybe you took that point that I made earlier about aiming higher and 10xing your goals to get you motivated. Maybe you took that to heart, but maybe you also aimed a little higher than your current capabilities, and that's okay. It's better to do that and then taper back a little bit than it is to set the bar way too low in the first place. And if you set the bar too high, and you're overwhelmed because of that, because maybe you've got these huge ambitions, huge goals, which is a good thing, but maybe the fact that you've set them so high is demotivating you a little bit, because you think, gosh, you know, how am I going to do that? Gosh, how am I going to, instead of being excited by those big dreams, those big ambitions, you're demotivated by them, because they're too high. And if that's the case, then the solution there is simple. Lower the bar just a little bit, bit by bit, until you hit your sweet spot. Now, where's your sweet spot? Where is that spot where you're going to be able to spark motivation? That is going to be somewhere between your current skill level, your current capabilities, and a goal that's just hard enough to achieve that you've got to stretch a little bit to achieve it. So not too hard, 
not too easy, but just right. And that's where you also hit not just a sense of motivation, but also that's when you can tap into this elusive thing called the flow state. And you've probably been there before. It's just hard to tap into it on call. Flow states are that state where you kind of lose track of time. You're just so immersed in what it is that you're doing that you almost just become part of it. And it's a beautiful feeling. It's, it's, it's such a powerful, powerful feeling because you're focused, you're energized, you lose track of time. You're not worried about how long it's taking. You're just in your work. And it's a beautiful feeling. And one way to get there is to do something that you're good at, but is also difficult at the same time. Tap into it by doing something matching your activities with a goal that's just beyond, just out of reach of your current skill level. So you got to work a little bit harder than usual to achieve it or to do that work. You got to stretch a bit. So that's one solution. If you're overwhelmed and you've set your goals, your, your aspirations higher than perhaps your current skill level, then lower the bar bit by bit, hit your sweet spot. Next solution. The other thing that could cause overwhelm and demotivation as a result is having too many things on your plate. And if that's the case, then it's just time to pare down a bit and focus on crushing just one big goal at a time rather than trying to do too many things simultaneously. It's kind of like that old saying, if you chase two rabbits, then you will not even catch one. So maybe you're overwhelmed because you've got too many things on your plate. You're spreading yourself too thin. Rather than doing a couple of things really well or one big thing really well, you're trying to do a million things poorly. And that can cause overwhelm and that can cause demotivation. And the final solution and perhaps the most important thing that you can do when you're overwhelmed, when you're bogged down, when you lack motivation, is to think about why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. If the why, right, the reasons that you do what you do are compelling enough, then you'll be able to gather the motivation that you need to succeed. For example, whenever I'm drained or feeling stuck on something that I'm working on, I remind myself about all the reasons why I do what I do in the first place. To inspire people like you to improve their lives and achieve their goals. To provide for my family. To be a model of excellence for my four-year-old daughter. A father she can be proud of. A role model. To make a meaningful contribution to society. To work at my peak. To constantly grow and challenge myself. To contribute. That fires me up then all of a sudden. Right, that gets me excited. So find your why. That is a crucial element of motivation, especially if you're overwhelmed. Let's move on to the sixth cause and cure for lack of motivation. And that is you're prone to procrastination. Another thing that can cause overwhelm, by the way, procrastination, and which also leads to a massive, massive depletion of motivation is when we don't have enough clarity about what to do next. This ambiguity leads to procrastination, and procrastination leads to a lack of motivation. So here's how to fix this one. Chunk things down to immediate doable actions. Right? Take whatever it is that you lack the motivation to do and chunk it down. Chunk that bad boy down 
to an immediate doable next action that you can take immediately, no matter how small it is. For example, right now, I'm working on putting together this major course, right? It's a big, big course. It's almost like a life mastery course that's designed to help people transform their lives in virtually every way possible with all of the personal development research and materials that I've done and learned about. I'm putting it all together into one big course. Now, this involves a ton of work on my part, from structuring the curriculum to putting together worksheets to recording the audio sessions to a million things in between. And I was thinking about this workload recently, and I just felt incredibly overwhelmed and demotivated because of the sheer volume of work involved with a project like this. It's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving pieces. And, you know, just as I was about to curl up in the fetal position, start crying in the corner of my office, I realized, you know what? I got to take my own damn advice here. I got to chunk this thing down. And so instead of thinking about everything that needed to get done, I decided to ask myself, hey, what's one thing that I can do right now to make progress on this goal? And to answer that, for me, I had to figure that out. I had to figure out what's one thing, what's one doable action that I can take right here, right now to move the needle a little bit on this. And the answer to that for me was to write out the outline, the course outline, which I did. And as I was doing it, as I was writing things down and putting the pieces together and giving myself an overview of how I'd like this thing to turn out, I got this sense of motivation. The motivation began to bubble up and it felt remarkable now. All of a sudden I felt incredible. I was ready to do this. And you know what? I didn't just stop at the outline then. I started putting together the first part of the course and writing that out. And so I was able to get the motivational ball rolling on, on myself here, in this case, by thinking about, hey, what's one thing that I can do? Anything, no matter how small. And that's the key. If you're low on motivation, think about whether you need to chunk things down into something doable to move the ball forward. Because there's no sense in having big goals. There's no sense in having big dreams if you can't even do a single action to make that dream come to reality. The reason why we set these big dreams is to better ourselves, grow ourselves, and eventually, hopefully, attain that goal. And in order to do that, we got to take some action. And if we're overwhelmed by it, if we're frozen by fear or procrastination or inaction for whatever reason, then we're never going to achieve those goals that we set for ourselves. We're going to be demotivated. We're going to be bogged down. So if you're low on motivation, look at what it is that's demotivating you or one element of what's demotivating you. If you're working on a project, for instance, and say, hey, I need to chunk this down. Or if it's something that has to do with your personal life, maybe you want to get yourself into shape. Now, one reason why you may not be going to the gym is because perhaps you've got too many options or perhaps which is the case for a lot of people, they just don't want to be in that environment. Be in the gym while these other people are working out. Folks are in great shape. You start feeling self-conscious. I've been there. I've been there. You start feeling self-conscious because all these other, you know, jack dudes and, you know, perfect, beautiful women are working out around you and you don't feel like you're as good as they are or as good a shape as they are. And so that demotivates you. 
that makes you feel self-conscious and so you don't go in the first place. Well, one thing that you can do to trick yourself into getting into the gym in the first place is to just tell yourself, hey, I'm going to drive there and I'm going to walk through those doors. That's literally the only step I need to take. And if once I walk through that door, I don't feel like I can do this, then I'm going to get back in my car and I'm going to drive back home. Now, if you can trick your brain into doing that, just that, I can nearly guarantee you that as soon as you walk through the door, you're not going to want to go back home. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to want to get in there and get a workout in. And so you can use that methodology for pretty much anything. Chunk something down into a doable step. And once you do that one doable thing, then you're going to want to keep on going because then you'll have gathered the motivation and momentum to start rocking and rolling. So keep that in mind. Number seven, the seventh cause for lack of motivation is that you are not being specific enough to spur motivation. Now, motivation is, it's a fickle, fleeting, emotional creature that's got ADHD, man. It's difficult to get it to focus on a single thing for an extended period of time unless you provide it with very specific directions. One reason that you might have a lack of motivation is that you're leaving things too open, too ambiguous. When things are vague, the motivation will fade. So when you're unable to tap into the motivation that you need to succeed, it might be because whatever thing that you want to get motivated about is far too vague. Here are a few examples of common goals that are way too vague. Wake up earlier, for example. Exercise more. Eat healthy. Now, these are not bad goals. They're wonderful. They're all good for you. But they stop too short of being able to become sustainable engines that will move your life forward. If you want to wake up earlier, it's not enough to just put down wake up earlier or set that goal for yourself. We got to go further than that. So if you were to choose any of these goals, these, these examples, wake up earlier, exercise more, eat healthy, here's how things would most likely play out. And maybe you can relate to this. You'll start off with tons of motivation at the beginning, right? Then after a little while, you'll notice that the motivation kind of fades away, loses its potency. You miss a day at the gym. You stop by McDonald's on the way home. You don't wake up. You keep on hitting the snooze button and you sleep in. Now, what's the fix here? What happens? You miss a few days. You fall off a little bit. And now all of a sudden, you're unable to get back on track. And you drop the goal. What's the fix there? How do you get the motivation back? How do you stay on track? The solution is you give your brain specific and actionable directions. Doing this is going to provide your brain with the controlled focus that it actually needs in order to unleash that motivational energy that you're looking for. Now, an excellent way to do this, to drill down and get specific, is to ask yourself questions. Powerful, focusing questions. Here's a great one that can narrow things down for you and, as a result, spark that motivation. Here it is. How will I know that I am successful? How will I know that I'm successful? And then you want to answer that question 
with something specific and measurable. So let's say, for example, that you want to run a marathon six months from today. You know you need to train hard in order to prepare for that and to condition yourself for the big day, but eh, you lack the motivation to do so. Here is how you might put a specific plan together in order to spark motivation when you need it most, and even more important, sustain that motivation until marathon day. So the question is, the focusing question for this goal, run the marathon, how will I know that I'm successful? I'll run my first marathon. This is your ultimate goal or your stretch goal. Then the specific and measurable answers. This is, i.e. the plan and some milestones. So the specific part is the sub goal to help you achieve your stretch goal is run seven miles without stopping or walking. This is the training part. And then the measurable element, this is the methods, the method or methods that you'll use to measure your success or progress. Measurable is I'll be able to run twice around the block without walking or twice around the park without walking or twice around the track field without walking, whatever. So the goal, now you've got some specifics and some measurables for you to help you train and condition yourself for that marathon. Because once you put a plan together, a specific plan with measurable milestones, actions, and habits that you need to take up, the smaller they become and the smaller the actions or habits, the easier they are to execute and the easier as a result it is to motivate yourself to do them. And eventually those small specific steps that you take on a daily basis are going to stack on top of one another, baby. And that will lead to a sustained sense of motivation and accomplishment. Now, the final, the eighth and final cause of lack of motivation and the cure for it is this. You're seeking motivation where you should be seeking habits. This final reason, the final reason most people suffer from an ongoing lack of motivation is simply because at the end of the day, none of us can be motivated all the time. Oftentimes people say to me, wow, dude, you're so motivated, Dean. How do you do it? But the truth is I just look like I'm motivated all the time. When in reality, I've just been diligent about installing several keystone habits in the areas of my life that matter most to me. You see, I don't have to muster up the motivation to get up at 5 a.m. every morning and go to the gym because it's a habit. I don't have to motivate myself to focus on writing every day because it's a habit. I don't have to get motivated to go to the gym or to do this work that I'm doing right now, recording this podcast or anything that matters to me a lot. I don't have to motivate myself to do it because I recognize that, hey, I need to turn this action, these actions into habits. I don't have to motivate myself to do anything that I've become habituated to in my life because habits are things we do regularly and automatically with little or no conscious thought or effort. So the real question here is this, how do you develop habits? So in general, any habit can be broken down into a three-part loop that goes like this. There's a cue, that is something in your environment that sets off a habit. Then there's a routine, the set of actions that you take in response to the cue. And then there's a reward, the results or feelings you get or experience from executing the actual habit. Now, this works for good habits and bad habits. 
habits are habits. So one way it might work for something that doesn't help is you smell fresh cookies. That's the cue. You go down, you eat those cookies. That's the routine or the habit. And then you enjoy the deliciousness of the cookie as you bite into it. That's your reward. And if you know you shouldn't have been eating it, then the long-term regret of munching into that cookie kicks in. So here's a five-step plan on how to develop a habit that you might typically think requires tons of motivation to stick with, a set of actions that you want to turn into a habit. And you can use this five-step plan as a guide for creating a habit of your own. Now, let's say you like the motivation to exercise, right? And you'd like to change that by developing the habit of going to the gym five days a week. How do you do that? Step one, identify the habit. So you want to develop a gym habit whereby I'll work out five days a week. That's the habit that you've identified, for instance, in this example. Step two, identify the cue. Every habit's got a trigger. Identify one that regularly works for you. In this case, that might be, I'll set my alarm to wake me up at 6 a.m. every morning so that I can exercise before I go to work. And then step three, identify the reward. What reward will you give yourself at the end of the behavior that you want to execute, at the end of the habit? Now, the reward can be anything. The key, as long as it's something that you crave, that's the crucial key. So that can be a delicious protein shake. It could be that sense, that feeling of accomplishment that you get. It could be the endorphin rush you know you're going to get after you work out hard for 45 minutes. It can be anything or any set of rewards, as long as you crave them and they help you to execute that habit. Step number four, execute the routine. Now, you've got your habit that you've, you've identified. You've got the cue, the alarm. You've got the reward in mind. Now it's time to execute the habit, the routine. The routine is the actual activity, the behavior you want to become a habit. And that is drive to the gym and exercise. Boom. Now you've got a plan. Now, what do you want to do with that plan? You want to write that plan down. Number five. Step number five. Write it down and make it happen, baby. The simplest and most effective way to form a new habit is to write a plan. And here's how you do it. Use the following formula to put your own habit plan together. When blank, I will blank because it provides me with blank. So when that's where you insert the cue. I will. That's where you insert the routine or the habit because it provides me with blank reward. So, for example, when my alarm clock goes off at 6 a.m., I will jump out of bed and drive straight to the gym to exercise for 60 minutes because it provides me with a healthy lifestyle, a fit physique, and an energetic start to my day. Boom. There you go. Did you recognize the cue, the routine, the reward? Now, you can write one out for yourself, put it somewhere that you can see it regularly, and utilize that as a tool to create your own habits. And once you do that, you don't have to motivate yourself because everything that we do, think about, every behavior, every action, every decision has an energy consequence. And you don't want to put all this energy towards things that you know you want to do anyway. If you want to do something long term, if something matters to you enough, then you want to turn it into a habit. So that way you don't have to waste energy thinking about, you know, trying to pump yourself up in order to do it. You just do it. It's automatic. That's motivation on call. That's real motivation 
long-term sustainable motivation is to turn that bad boy into a habit. So that was the final cause and cure for lack of motivation. Here's a quick recap before we close out this episode. Eight things that cause your lack of motivation, what to do about them. Number one was you don't know what you want. And the solution there is gain clarity by setting some goals. Number two, you're not in control of your physiology. That's the cause, the cure. Create some power moves to jolt your body into an actionable, motivated state. The third cause was that you've made lack of motivation part of your identity. The cure, reframe your beliefs as those of someone who is highly motivated. The fourth cause for lack of motivation is that you are aiming too low. You're not aiming high enough. And the cure, 10x your goals, 10x your actions. And the fifth cause is that you're overwhelmed. And the cure, or a set of cures rather, find your why. Simplify. Do one thing really well rather than a million things poorly. And the sixth cause is that you may be prone to procrastination. You've all been there. Now the cure, break big things into smaller actionable steps. Chunk them down to spark motivation. The seventh cause is that you are not being specific enough to spur motivation. Be as specific as possible. That's the cure about whatever it is that you need to do or whatever it is that you want the motivation to take action on. Get specific about it. And the final cause for lack of motivation is that you are seeking motivation where you should be seeking habits. And the cure, sustain your motivation by tapping into the power of habit. Thank you so much for tuning into this two-part series. I've created a article version of this as well that you can utilize as a guide. You can pick that up at deanbakari.com slash lack dash of dash motivation. That's D-E-A-N-B-O-K-H-A-R-I.com slash lack dash of dash motivation. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. You can also get this at meaningfulhq.com. Until next time, you know what to do. I love you guys. Go out there every day, every single day, and live like you give a damn. It's Dean. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you found this episode inspiring or if anything else you've heard on the show has helped you or made an impact on your life in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you showed me a little love with a quick review over on iTunes or on whichever podcast platform you tune into the show on. Every single review helps us reach and inspire more people to live like they give a damn. Listen, if you've got self-help questions of your own that you'd like me to answer live on the podcast, hit me up over at MeaningfulHQ.com. You can submit them over on the contact page, or you can just shoot your questions directly to me at questions at DeanBakari.com. 
Thanks again so much for subscribing, sharing, and tuning into the show. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's because of you and tens of thousands of other listeners from around the world tuning in every single week, week after week, day after day, that we are able to continue creating content to help you crush it and make an impact in your life and at work. So thank you for being part of this and continuing to share the podcast with your friends, your family, and anyone else you think it could help. Until next time, this is Dean Bakari telling you to go out there every single day and live like you give a damn.